40 down, 325 to go. My name is Chris. This is at a theater near me. This is the podcast where I go to the movie theaters every single day for an entire year. Uh, today, I have Tim Riggles with me. Uh, hello, Tim. Chris, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Tim and I actually, we went to the movies together. We went to the uh, the old Port- Portland and Nickelodeon. They call it now. It's, it's Patriot Cinemas um, in Portland, Maine. We saw the movie The Velvet Queen. I'm guessing if you if you're listening to this, you haven't seen that movie unless you're in France. Uh, so we'll probably talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, and then it's obviously Concessions Month. I know Tim's excited. We're going to talk about uh, Twizzlers, <laughs> but Tim also got popcorn there, so we'll make sure we talk about that as well. But the real, I think the real kind of the real reason we're here though is the Portland Nickelodeon, which is a wild place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it has fallen into. Um, I will say a little bit of disrepair uh, since the last time I was in um, the water stain or what appeared to be a water stain or crease in the screen, which ran directly (laughs) down like the 40 yard line (laughs) of the entire fucking screen. That was interesting. And then you had to direct me to a different seat that had an armrest on it, which was, which was gentlemanly of you. So I appreciate Yeah, there were, there were quite a few seats (laughs) that didn't have armrests. Armrests were fairly optional at the the Portland Nickelodeon. And the funny thing is, so, we go and see this movie, The Velvet Queen, uh, which is a uh, it's a it's a documentary about nature. Um, so it's very visual. There's very little dialogue in it. So you really go in there for the visual effect of it. So how lucky are us to go to the Portland Nickelodeon and have this giant black crease in the middle of the screen? It was like watching Avatar on a fucking like console TV from like the fucking seventies, dude. It was so brutal, and it was like this is supposed to be like. And don't don't get me wrong. It's still an absolutely gorgeous movie. And I love when something's slow. You don't get fucking Avengers shit. It's just a beautiful thing to watch. And it was exactly that. But <laughs> the uh, the medium on which <laughs> we were able to watch it was uh, that was rough. That's about as rough as it gets. I, I haven't seen a theater like that in quite some time as far as screen and seats. It was in tough shape, but am I crazy for kind of liking it? Like I kind of dug how it's just like, we don't give a fuck. You walk in and the lobby is this dark maroon and it's the same color as the floor. So the floors and the walls all have this like blood red, like out of the shining dark maroon. And, uh, you know, but like, you know, there was a guy there couldn't have been friendlier. You know, you go there, you get your ticket. But the one thing that was odd, though, we go to the register to get our tickets and they wouldn't let us buy the concessions at the same place, even though we were at the concession stand. We then had to like walk what three feet to our left and then get the concessions there. I would think that it's probably some sort of th- there's something with a box office that has to be hardwired into something. Uh, versus a concession stand, which is probably straight through the theater. But I assume box office, like tickets, there. Ask your boy, uh, Ancient Pete, or whatever that dude's name was. Uh, ask, ask your insider. Like, what? Wh- there's probably something that's hardwired where they have to report like box office sales. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if not only hardwired. I think it was like a dial-up modem back there, and it was just you know, pretty wild. AOL connection for the credit cards. Uh, uh, but you know, you you walk in and, and so. What I know about the place too is the bathroom. So, did you go to the bathroom while we were there? 
It is wild. My you life, have to. My go wife up, got like, fucking turned around and lost. She she's like, it's upstairs, and I came out, and I couldn't remember which way I came in. No, she's like, I, I took a right up like this dark hallway, and it was just like a fucking dead end. It's just like that's you know that seems safe. For I also me. got lost. You have to go. So to go to the bathroom, you have to go behind the concession stand. There is a uh, a long flight of stairs. If you're handicapped, I don't I don't think you're going to the bathroom at the uh, at the Nickelodeon unless I missed an elevator somewhere. So you walk all the way up the uh, the stairs and then you have to go through this like odd maze to get to the bathroom. And then when you walk out of the bathroom, because everything is that same like blood red walls and floor, you're so disorientated and you're like, what the, where am I? Like I got lost too. I almost ended up like in some office. I'm like, where am I? It was like, a, uh, it was like, it was like the, the yard maze at the end of shining. I, I thought I'd just be sitting there freezing to death. But by the way, the no, theater also is freezing cold. I had to put my coat on halfway through. Nickelodeon's got a real fucking Portland vibe, dude. Hey, <laughs> you want to see a movie? Fucking sit down and watch it. If not, drive to Westbrook, you fucking douche. Like, <laughs> like this place sucks, but you got to go to Westbrook if you don't want this. Like, go ahead. You got to give them credit, though. Uh, tickets were pretty affordable, uh, and the concessions were about the cheapest I've run into. I got my, I got the Twizzlers and a soda for under like nine bucks. Like, so, I mean, the, the price, you can't beat it. It's in a convenient spot if you're downtown Portland. I was in and out for like 50 bones, including parking. Because um, you brought your wife as well. Well, that and I saved with the bag of spaghetti that 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 got me, uh, you know, that, that you probably should explain the bag the, of spaghetti. I think people might be confused if they're not following us on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, you know, in the face of uh, concessions inflation, I decided to be a man of the people uh, and represent the common man. And instead of, you know, highfalutin buying Twizzlers and all this fancy shit, I uh, brought a bag of spaghetti and a couple Tito's nips uh, and uh, decided to go to town on that. So that was pretty delicious. I don't think that one dude in the theater, he's either sleeping or crying and I can't tell. I still, I still can't tell, and my wife couldn't tell. Like she couldn't tell if he was like sleeping or crying. He was doing one of the two, but I don't think he was digging the spaghetti smell. I think it was definitely like hitting them, and I don't think that was cool when that like baby ox was getting eaten at the beginning. <laughs> there, there was that guy. There was a lot. I first off, I felt bad for him because like we're in there, we're kind of you know, it's the trailers are playing, but you know, me and Tim are kind of goofing around, taking pictures and be, being stupid. Where you know, he's holding a bag of spaghetti, he's got the nips. We're you know, we're, we're just crying around, and the guy walks in, he's all disheveled. And uh, he looks like he just got out of like a four day bender and he sits down a couple rows in front of us. And uh, you're right. He either was like, right, crying or sleeping. Also, he was and I made sure to sit as far away from, from, from him as I could. He was very itchy. And that's never a good sign. He was very itchy. Well, one thing I don't think you're considering, uh, Mr. Clemmer, is that about 90 percent of the people that you encounter at a movie theater at two o'clock on a fucking Wednesday are either on disability, completely fucking unemployed ancient or uh you so like they're all gonna be fucking weirdos <laughs> they're all gonna be fucking I, I will say though honestly i have that hasn't <laughs> been my experience as much so i you know i, I have 40 oh, days shit. in on this so i could i can speak to some experience on weekday matinees I, I will say this is one of the one of the weirder guys are well between you and him one of the weirder crowds i've had in the theater <laughs> got this well, drunk guy eating pasta and this itchy guy passed out it was quite a crowd <laughs> watching this danger documentary <laughs> hey man it's portland if you don't like it drive to fucking westbrook bum <laughs> so one thing that is expensive was the parking i mean look parking has completely fucked me these first 40 days left and right uh this wasn't as bad so the convenient thing is the 
garage is literally right next to the theater. And until December 1st, 2019, they validated your parking for as low as $3. Not anymore. So now it's $5 an hour. They don't give a fuck if you go to the theater or not. Luckily, our movie was pretty short. So I was in and out of there in two hours. So I only paid 10 bucks. But that kind of sucks. And there's really no, I checked online. There's really no like better solution. I, I, don't, I don't think, I, I don't like in the Boston, like me not taking the subway, that's stupid. But I don't think this one's on me. No, Portland's tough with parking. You either get lucky or you get fucked um, as far as that goes. They banged me for 15 bones. Now, like the thing with our conversations prior to this were they're pretty succinct. You know, hey, this time that worked for you. This movie or this movie, deedly do, yada, yada. So basically one of the only direct messages they sent you was, hey, there's a parking garage literally connected to the theater. And it's reasonably priced because uh, traditionally, every time I've seen a movie at the Nickelodeon, it's been $3 yeah. validation. Uh, so I pull up and you were right behind us in the garage and we were pulling out. And so you were you were behind us and it was fucking $15. And I just started laughing, you know, I, to do my part in crashing your budget. I'm I'm happy to have helped. You really. certainly did. Yeah. Ten dollars. It's like, Jesus Christ. Well, luckily, the, you know, the concessions are pretty cheap. And the ticket wasn't so bad. So I didn't get completely annihilated today. But it was, you know, another another day in the life uh, for uh, concessions <laughs> month to completely bury me in this fucking uh, budget here. Uh, Reasonably priced. Now, you you picked this theater for a reason. Like you did you grow up in Maine? Like, what is your connection to the theater? Like long range here? Yeah, I grew up in Lewiston, Maine, um, but I went to school in uh, Portland, um, Gorham, Portland, USM. So we lived a couple blocks or friends of mine lived a couple blocks from there. And I lived further up Congress Street for some time. So, I mean, we spent a lot of time at the Nickelodeon, seeing movies at the Nickelodeon, uh, literally the funniest uh, movie experience I ever had in my life. Uh, the funniest I've ever hear, uh, heard a theater laugh was seeing the aristocrats at the Nickelodeon. Um, the aristocrats right now in this day and age is probably the most important documentary you could watch. It's a movie about pure comedy. It's a bunch of people that have turned on pure comedy that are telling a joke that is literally made to be the most offensive, shocking, horrible thing you can say with the worst punchline of all time. And there was Drew Carey, there was the South Park guys. It was literally like every major comedian at the time doing this for the Onion people. And what they created is one of the funniest movies ever made. It's the funniest documentary ever made. And right now it should absolutely be watched and studied because it's important, because it's about humor. And it's about being funny. And no, that's a funny movie. The Aristocrats is absolutely worth the watch. If you're a comedy fan at all and you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Tim's absolutely right. Uh, I saw, I didn't see it at the theater. Um, it didn't get a huge wide release. I saw it later on. Uh, I might have even rented it. Um, Howl, howling, howling. Uh, when, that must have been a really fun did, movie to see in a theater. When they did the South Park bit and... It was it was howling laughter. I've never I've never had a theater experience like that as far as with the comedy. It was it was insane. It was it was glorious. And that movie glorious. came out what fifteen years ago now. Um, yep. Now was the theater yep. in better? See, I wonder if like and I don't you know maybe I'm maybe I'm out of line here. I wonder if like when Patriot Cinemas bought the Nickelodeon, have, have they kind of let it go to shit or is it just just old? At this, you know what I mean? Is it was just 
nature taking its course here at the Nickelodeon. Uh, see, the last time I was at the Nickelodeon, I don't remember it being that bad. And like 15 years ago when I was at the Nickelodeon, I was just fucking probably wasted. So like I didn't even notice. But today, <laughs> today, <laughs> it, it seemed rough. It was rough. Uh, but I will say, uh, importantly, they had the fine powdered salt at the concession stand. And that is one of the only things I care about for concession month and concession. Powdered salt. What what are you you talking about? So some movie theaters have like a regular granulated table salt. Okay. Iodized like like table salt, but a real movie theater salt is that extremely fine, almost like a powder. So it just hits and like it hits the butter and it just like does like this perfect coating where it's like extremely fucking salty, but still like, perfect and these other like larger chains cinemagic had the audacity to switch to this like granulated table salt at some point and it was just this it just didn't slap the same and so i was glad to see even though they didn't have fucking armrests and they don't (laughs) have a screen that you can see a movie on and their bathrooms are literal like death traps for women especially uh they they still had that good like really fine powdery salt so yeah let me also let me just explain the armrest a little, a little better too like you know the armrest it's not that they're not there which is fine whatever no armrest there is the like the plastic cushioning is ripped away so all you're left is like this hard plastic that could not be more uncomfortable to put your arm like it's almost like ah like it, it's, it almost hurts when you put your arm on it now i will say i'm going to be going back to this theater because one good thing about this place like they had the aristocrats they had this movie the velvet queen which is isn't playing really anywhere they'll play a lot of you know, really super independent films, foreign films. Like this is a French documentary that, that Tim and I saw. They they, ha- they play a lot of off kilter films, which is great for me and for what I'm doing here in this project. Uh, so I'll be going back. When I go back, I promise I will get the popcorn and try the salt. The, you got to. I mean, it's standard stuff. It, it's standard stuff. It's it's how salt at a movie theater for popcorn is supposed to be. And it's how it always was. But I started to see it like an AMC here and there or Cinemagic or like a big big regal and it's just like what's going on with this fucking table salt like who are you have some respect for the game like just have some respect for the fucking game like it's 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 movie theater popcorn salt it's very very simple stuff how do you feel about you know i've done 40 of these i've been to i don't know i think over 20 movie theaters at this point i'm going to i think i'm going to like seven new theaters in the next like week and a half so there's gonna be a lot of new theaters i'm going to but i've been to at least 20 so far You've brought me to the absolute worst one so far. Like, how do you feel yes. about that? <laughs> yes. I love I love when anyone's like, you have done something for me that I remember for being the most horrible. Uh, <laughs> because I would rather be, if I'm not going to be the best, it's better than being mediocre. Just be the fucking worst. And so I really appreciate that. Uh, no, it's a true, it's a true uh, Portland experience. It's in the middle of everything. It's fucking tight. It's annoying. There's like a lobby that's the size of my fucking kitchen. And then there's just like nine doors, like pick one and sit down or drive to fucking South Portland or Westbrook. Like there's this random like park bench, right? When you walk into the right where I guess you could just sit there and just look out this like giant window. I don't know. I, you know, I guess that's nice. You can wait if you're waiting for a friend. It's, it's an odd spot. Like Tim said, the lobby itself, actually, the actual lobby is very small, but there's a long hallway to get there. So there is, it's like deceptively more space than maybe you would think, but it's useless space. Um, but I, I do, I, you know, I, I, right now Tim, Tim and I are kind of busting on a little bit, but like, 
I actually like theaters that have identity that are unique. I mean, I've been going to these now for you know, a month and a half and you run into so many like the Regal AMC. It's the same, you know, AMC is the same bar. It's MacGuffin's bar at every AMC. And you just like, you feel like a little bit of Groundhog Day when you're doing this every day and you're in the same corporate mausoleums. So to go to someplace that is completely unique, a complete wild card, you don't know what's around the corner. Literally, it could be an itchy man with a drug addiction. It could be a like a vampire. You don't know what the fuck you're walking. You're, no armrest. So to like have that experience for me is like, oh, this is kind of fun. Like, uh, this is like, this is, I don't know if I want to go to that theater every day, but once in a while, it's kind of a nice little treat. Well, I mean, I'm from Lewis to Maine, dude. Like, I love, <laughs> I love a place like the Nickelodeon that's got flavor, that's got soul. That's like, I mean, it's old school shit, and I, I I really dig that. I'm I'm happy when we talked, you know, uh, in direct messages and whatnot. It was like, well, uh, there's a Cinemagic with an IMAX right up the road from the main drive-in, and I try not to support anything, you know, near the Saco drive-in because I love the drive-in. Uh, but you know, it just got bought out by Apple Cinemas. You, you know, there's an IMAX there. We could hit that. Or there's this funky, you know, fucked up <laughs> old joint in Portland. We can hit that. And I'm, gl- I'm glad you chose that because, uh, it, yeah, it's got a lot of flavor. I'm not sure how familiar you are with Portland, but that's like basically like the start of the old port, so to speak. Like the rest of the old port where all the drinking and bars and shopping and shit. It's, it's all right there. Like you're in the middle of it right there. I don't go to Portland enough. I stayed. We stayed a few days at the Press Hotel, which is right, right near where the movie theater is. Um, yep. So yep. we did that right, right, like like three weeks before the pandemic. It's like one of the last times we were in a hotel before everything got shut down. Uh, and we go to Portland every once in a while, but we don't go enough, honestly, because there's some really good restaurants in Port- Portland. Excuse me, there's some fun stuff to do there. We it's just far enough. It's like a, it's an, a, almost an hour away for us, so it's t- like almost too far for us to go regularly. But it's also we don't go enough considering how close it is. So uh, Portland definitely a fun a fun place. Um, and I'll be hitting that theater again. I, I promise. And, and uh, Next time I go, maybe I'll, I'll bring you along and we can uh, get this, get the salt. We can. No, it's a one-off. Oh, okay. Let's go to hell. It's <laughs> a one-off. I'm busy, uh, motherfucker. So let's talk Twizzlers. Um, so <laughs> it's concessions, but we got to get into it. on a fucking mug. Let's talk Twizzlers. Let's talk Twizzlers. Uh, so twi- the Twizzlers that I got, and uh, so your, your wife likes the Twizzlers. Yeah. See, that's her deal. Before my wife, I never sought out Twizzlers. Okay. I never bought a pack of Twizzlers in a movie <laughs> theater in my life. Uh, we don't like, you know, go buy Twizzlers at a fucking gas station or grocery store, but it's like, that's her movie theater deal. And like, I've adopted it because it's like, so you you hit some popcorn and you got that like salt, like, and, and a little bit of savory from the butter, but then you like pap a little bit of Twizzler and it's just like, it hits and it's just like fuck it's a high level candy i don't know if it's like a like a gold medal a a level candy but it, it it's a fucking solid b that'll never never let you down i mean that's pretty fair it's, a, it's you know twizzler has been around forever they, they they they're always super consistent i've never i would never say i love twizzlers but i always liked them a lot so the, the flavor, that the traditional flavor, they call that strawberry flavor. I will say that's bullshit. That doesn't taste anything like a strawberry. Uh, that's that's an odd call for that. I wouldn't say it's strawberry. I don't know what I would say. It's a really unique it, flavor. 
but and I wouldn't call getting it back to a berry that you mentioned the other day, uh, lingonberry, yeah. the one from Norway. That's what the people in Big Lebowski are all ordering at the uh, at the table. That's lingonberry right. pancakes because they're all from fucking they're all like Swedish or whatever. Lingonberry pancakes, lingonberry pancakes. Like uh, that made me, uh, you know, just made me laugh. But no, no, I don't. Um, I don't. I don't think it tastes like strawberry. It tastes more like like wax and uh, high fructose corn syrup, but like. Well, it's probably more scientific explanation, but yes, they call it strawberry. So Twizzlers were, uh, they came out in 1929. Um, they're not technically licorice because they do not contain a licorice extract. I call it the gateway drug to licorice. Like, cause if, you know, when you're a kid, probably the first licorice you ever had is Twizzlers. I like licorice a lot. Um, so, but like now I've kind of, you know, I'll, I'll have kind of the more traditional licorice. Some people hate licorice. So to be, fucking real licorice you have to have that star anise uh like like uh flavor like that i guess weird... that extract i don't know i'm terrible with science i have no idea Ooh, yes that's kind of gross i think it's Whatever. good i think it's good i'm pro licorice extract uh twizzlers like reese's pieces were part of a different company that eventually hershey the monster that is hershey uh eventually swallowed up in a merger and by 1982 twizzlers is 100 percent owned by hershey no shit. Yeah. No shit. I like the uh, I like the candy histories. That's that's one of my favorite parts. It's exciting. I, like, I mean, it really I think adds a whole layer to concessions mode. That you know. Well, the your <laughs> sour patch deep dive. Uh, what were they originally called? Mars uh, men. Neon warriors or something. Mars men. <laughs> yeah, Mars men. <laughs> no, it's fucking. I was just like, holy shit, this is great. And uh, no, no, I I want I want to get my hands. I'm trying to find some on eBay. Uh, I want some of those Swedish fish that you said are more translucent. Yeah, like, the uh, uh, pastel fiskar or pastel fish. I guess yeah. that's what they have more f- in in Sweden. I feel like if you were a little bit like fucked up, maybe you know whatever, like a translucent uh, Swedish fish could hit just right. Like, uh, like could be beautiful. So. I would certainly try that. Uh, so we should talk about, I guess, Velvet Queen before we wrap up. Um, you mentioned how slow it is. This is a fucking slow movie. It is. It is very boring at times. It is beautiful. It's a super slow ride. Um, but there are some things I did take from it. I just, I don't know if I'd say, I, I, it's fine. I, it's, I, I give this a C. Um, I, I didn't walk away terribly impressed. Uh, I think some of the stuff was kind of message hammered over. It's like, yeah, we get it. Nature special. You know, some of that stuff I think was a little ham handed. Dude, the, the dude that's like out there that like lives out there there and does all that all the time that was the actual photographer it was like he was really about photography and nature and love yeah his name is vincent munir munir by the way the the douchey frenchman that was making the film the filmographer that was like oh you know the human stain and all the shit well go shoot in tibet in negative eight without some fucking down gore-tex on go shoot uh, go make a movie without a fucking camera if you love animals so much like i don't understand like i like i i liked i i liked the concept of the movie it's way too slow and the payoff is not like a traditional documentary payoff where it's like you want to get like overwhelmed you want to get right. uh you want it to hit and it, it it's this lead up and yeah um there's some beautiful scenes and there's some absolutely stunning you know photography but the payoff even wasn't 
what I was looking for on top of the douchey French dude just kind of being like, uh, fucking humans are pigs. We're such a stain on the earth. And it's like, you're wearing fucking $500, like, like custom made fucking boots, dude. So your fucking toes don't freeze off. Like, shut the fuck up. Just make the movie, bro. I guess it depends kind of what you're looking for too. So I, I know for me, I, when I watch a documentary, I like more of the human story. I talk about that in, uh, on the GameStop episode, how I didn't get enough a, a, a human touch where like the movie Flea uh, was all about this guy's journey. And I felt so much more invested in that. I'm not a big nature documentary guy. I like just seeing beautiful vistas isn't enough for me. And I wanted more of the story of these two guys, especially that guy you mentioned, Vincent Minor, I think his name is right. Is that Minor, yeah. Minor. Uh, and like, he's a guy who just is so comfortable in nature. And he talks about that, but we never really found out like why, like what makes him so, com- he just says he is comfortable. Like what about it makes him so comfortable? What is his journey? How did he get there? What was his life like beforehand? Those are things I'm really interested in. I'm not really interested in them going on, two guys I don't know or never learned about going on this search. No, when you see free solo and Alex Honnold or whatever, and you see him go to the doctor and the doctor hook up his brain. And it's like, your, your brain doesn't register empathy and love like a normal human being's brain does. So like, instead of like, and they were able to seamlessly transition back and forth, like this beautiful quick, like this is Alex in real life, like basically telling his girlfriend, like, yeah, you're great, but like I would fucking hike a mountain over you any day. Like I don't know what to tell you. You got nothing of that with that guy. They they mentioned Paris, and so the fancy kind of douche that was making the movie and shitting on humans was like, oh yeah, you can't sniff the walls in Paris, and it was a funny line. But it, so I don't know anything about Munir. I don't know where he lives. I don't know what he does. Uh, and it would have really helped to develop like his seeming, you know, not obsession, but he's pretty fucking connected to nature. It yeah, seems it, like. it's totally an obsession. And, you know, that brings to mind, you know, we talked about it quickly before we walked in the theater, but we both said we both like Werner Herzog. And I'm guessing you love Grizzly Man as well as I do. And like that is has not only the, the beautiful nature element, as well as the amazing, obviously, the bears, but we have a unforgettable story there that like that is one of the most compelling documentary subjects ever so like that i feel like was able to marry the two and maybe that's unfair comp because grizzly man is so good and Werner herzog is so talented but like i wanted more of what led this guy there than them just on this like this hunt that doesn't it doesn't intrigue me enough yeah when i saw it and it was like holy shit nick caves doing a score with warren ellis for like this french like you know kind of obscure documentary fuck yeah but when you think herzog you think like so he'll show you the beauty and he'll show you the slowness of nature and he he'll put you through the the steps but eventually there's like a payoff and usually also with anything herzog there's like this darkness this like obsession like i have to see this fucking whatever i have to do this like and there's a darkness and he develops the humans whereas in this one we didn't know mirnir like at all like whatsoever so it's like that whole component that herzog is just like seamless and he just is a master developing like these people are obsessed with whatever they're doing and i'm obsessed with capturing it it it, it was completely devoid of that i mean it, it unfortunately because like i said there's some there's some pretty glorious shots the score 
uh, slow, but you know, pr- you know, gorgeous. Like I wanted really more nice. Nick Cave uh, vocals, though. So we get it at the end of the movie. Um, great credit song, uh, and there's a song before that. It's also really powerful. But like for the first eighty minutes of the movie, we don't get really any Nick Cave vocals. What the fuck? He literally kind of like talks in that one scene where whatever and he's just kind of like blah 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 but then they only hit you with it at the end and that end scene you know beautiful perfect as far as like you know just like look at this thing it's a fucking kitty cat like it's great and the the one question i have to you and it was the first thing i said to rachel when we walked out do you think they planted that fucking ox yeah, I totally did. And also, you know, so what okay. happens is they okay. basically end okay. the journey, right? And they're like, oh, we didn't get to see what we wanted to. We have to go home. And then it's like, oh, wait, let's do one more trip. And it's like, all right, well, I, know, I know what you guys are doing here. Like, you know, like, it felt like that whole, like, last 20 minutes was fabricated. Or, like, Matt? they made it happen. I, 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 Maybe I'm just a cynic, but anytime I see it in documentaries, like, oh, let's go for one last ride. It's like, all right, we, we get it absolute masters of camouflage at masters of tracking masters of like wind direction and scent masking like these are like he's like the best at what he does okay so you're gonna tell me this motherfucker traverses an entire valley like a bowl and he goes through the middle of the bowl and there's a fucking dead ox with its side chewed off and like he didn't see it. And then furthermore, like when you see the thing eating off that thing, it's looking around like, why the fuck is this here? It's not going back to it like and like pissing around it like this is mine. It's like taking like nibbles and it's just like looking around all like cautious. Like, I don't know why this is here. This is fucking weird. It wasn't claiming that prey. Like I don't uh, like I think you would think it would. It That seems set up and I hate to think that. But that was the first inclination I had when I left was they put that fucking ox there. They had to have. Yeah, I, I, I didn't buy it either. Um, one thing I want to talk to you before, before we end here is um, I know I'm not a huge Terrence Malick fan. I'm not a huge David Lynch fan. I know you are. Have you seen the new Dune and did you like it? I haven't seen the new Dune. Do you um, like the old, you do all the old Dune because of Lynch? I love the old Dune because of Lynch. I love the old Dune because of Sting in a fucking metal bikini. Uh, I love the old Dune. I think it's it's absolutely much more centered around the plot points of the book, like the high important plot points of the book. Um, it obviously doesn't go into as much depth as like studying the ecosystems of uh arrakis like like you know frank herbert did. but like it it was better for me in like idea uh than what i have heard about the new dune i want to see it you should check it I, out yeah I, it's it's much more visual than anything else like instead of like you know it, you know that I mean, that's what villain wave does it creates that mood right and like that darkness and that foreboding and and you get a lot of that with it but i also think it does it in a I don't know, in a more entertaining style than I typically get from him. I liked it. I liked it more than I thought. Um, I went in kind of like, dreading it. Did you like The Arrival? Were you like, this is a great movie? Not I, great. I, I, I was very indifferent good. about that. I was indifferent about that movie. Yeah, I think I, 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 Arrival's a good movie. I don't think it's great. Um, I think it's kind of a cheat. 
uh, I don't want to give any spoilers on that movie because that's a movie people actually might see. But this the stuff about it where it's like I, I don't you know I think they kind of cheated about how they got to where they 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 finished up there. So not a huge. It's fine. It's a good movie. It's it's good. I just I'm not. I don't think it's like an A plus movie. Um, we're gonna watch it at some point. I mean, I love Dune. I love sci fi. We're we're gonna watch it at some point. It's just you know on the list so to speak. So. Yeah, uh, I, I think you should check it out. I think, I'm curious when you watch it. Let me know what you think about it. Um, anything else uh, before we go here? And I want to. I think I actually know what movies I'm going to see next here too. Um, what do you what, what do you got? What do you got coming up? So uh, the next two days. So the next time. Oh, so you're hearing this obviously on a Thursday. Uh, I'll be back on Saturday morning with Rifkin's Festival. It's a Woody Allen movie, um, and then I'm going to go see the new Scream. So. Nice. That's what you will guys will get on Sunday, and uh, I think I'm seeing Scream at the at the Regal Hooksit, Hooksit, New Hampshire. I haven't been to that theater yet. Um, so a few different theaters coming up as well. And uh, anything else for me, Tim? You good? Hey, hashtag Concessions Month. Go <laughs> go support your local theater. Get some concessions. Fucking eat some spaghetti. That's right. That's right. Uh, thanks, Tim. Uh, and I'll talk to you guys on Saturday.